Welcome to the Love Never Fails podcast. My name is Jeremy Squires, and I'm glad you decided to join me on this episode. Have you ever seen a parent disciplining a child, and the child says something back like, you don't really love me, and the parents look baffled because they understand that the child does not know the magnitude or the depth of the love the parent has for their child? Likewise, sometimes as believers, we ask ourselves, does God really love me? Does he really care? And we don't understand the magnitude of love that God has for us. So please join me in this episode as we look at the depth of God's love toward mankind. A child understanding the love of a parent is oftentimes difficult because the child always believes if the parent loves them, they will let them do what they want, they will always rescue them, and they would always be at peace with them. Much like the child, as child children of God, our understanding of the love of God is oftentimes difficult because we believe that everything should be hunky-dory once we come to Christ. We believe that God will supply all our needs. He would change everything on our behalf. He will make everything perfect in our lives. And when he does not do that, we begin to ask ourselves, does God really love us? But I want to look at this scripture to show you the magnitude of God's love toward mankind. Because God's love is not predicated on any goodness, goodness of ours. His love is only predicated on how good he is. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 5, and we're going to start at verse 6. For when, we without, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen at that. He said, Christ, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He commended, he showed, he expressed his love toward us by dying for us when we were sinners. So check this out. We look at our lives and we find ourselves in a place of decision, praying to God for something, asking God to move something, asking God to change something, asking him to answer something. And he may appear to be silent or he doesn't change the thing you've been praying about for years. And you wonder, does God love me? Why hasn't he changed that? But we are misjudging the love of God because we don't need to look at what's happening in this moment in time of our life. We need to recognize that if I'm 40 years old, God loved me from day one. And that all the time that I spent apart from him, sinning, living the way I wanted to do, going my own way, wretched, undone, wicked, he loved me even then. He was so loving to me then that he let grace and mercy apply in my life. He blessed me. He covered me. He kept me alive. He kept me from danger seen and unseen. He allowed me to prosper and be in good health, even at my worst and most wickedness. So if God could love me at that state in my life, when I was unlovable by everyone else, how in the world can I think, now that I'm a blood-washed believer, he don't love me? We have to understand the depths of God's love for us, believer. 
God loves you. And so you find yourself in this place wondering what's happening. But understand this, this place that you're in, God loves you here. And he's going to work these things out for his good. And it may not be the perfect situation, but what God is going to do in your life is going to show his measure of love to, towards you in these circumstances. We have to stop misjudging God's love. God loved the wretch. He sent his son, born of a virgin, immaculately conceived, lived a sinless life, did miracle signs and wonders, died on the cross for the sins of, our, of the world, buried in the grave, rose on the third day with all power in his hands, that we may have life and life more abundantly. God came to sinners. He sent his son to save sinners. He sent his son to save you and I. And you find yourself in this place and saying, God, you don't love me. Don't let God, don't misjudge the love of God. He loves you so good. Think about back over your life. Begin to reflect out of all the things that God brought you out of. All the mercy that was shown to you. When you knew better and refused to do better. When you got in situations with people, places, and things, and he brought you out of those things. Was it drugs? Was it alcohol? Was it an illicit relationship? Was it, was it robber? Was it criminal? Whatever it was, you find yourself at this place now as a believer in Jesus Christ. You find yourself saved. You find yourself pulled out of Mari Clay, placed on a rock to stay, and your goings have been established. You have been filled with the precious Holy Ghost from heaven that you got, and now you are sealed to the day of redemption. You have been redeemed. You have been bought with a price. You have been changed and set free. You were so many things of wickedness, but you have been washed and purged by the blood of the Lamb. God sent his son that you can, can purge your conscience from blood and you will have no more remembrance of sin. And you have no longer to do with the dead works. But you tell yourself and I tell myself that God don't love me because of this moment in our life. We cannot continue to judge God by the moments of our life, by these frustrating moments, by these life by these light afflictions, by these, some of these troubles that I've got myself in and he didn't pull me right out. In the circumstances, he did not change. Understand that God loves doesn't change. He loved you before you were saved. So we got to get out of this idea that love is always about good works and good things. That's not how love always works. Love loves in spite of. So you're establishing the love of God based on flesh that you do by do right by me, I do right by you. You do what I want, I do what you like, and that means love. But love for God don't work like that. Because when you were not doing right, when you could not do right, he loved you and sent his son. And even when you were doing what you wanted to, he sent people of God in your life to give a word of righteousness, to give a word of hope, to give a word of love, to show you love, to show you grace. You're supposed to be fired off some jobs. You're supposed to be in jail. You're supposed to be dead. But God, so rich in mercy, allowed you to be here right now. So don't misjudge the love of God. Don't misunderstand the love of God. Oh, this thing that you're in is hard. It may be difficult. It may be frustrating. It's just not what you wanted or expected to happen in your life. But in this place, don't believe that God doesn't love you. In this place, don't believe that God don't care. Stop misjudging God. Just reflect on how he loved you before you knew him. Before you walked down the aisle and gave the preachers your hand. Before you begin to walk in the righteousness of God. Think about how he loved you. Reflect.
Stop misjudging the love of God because the circumstances of your life have not changed. Man, I pray that God will change these things for you. I pray that he'll change some things for me. But understand, in all of that, his perfect love is here. He says, trials work of patience, patience experience, and experience hope. For the love of God is shed or brought in your heart by the Holy Ghost. His love is in your heart. He said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He consented us not to the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. So he loved you so much that he sacrificed his life. He gave up the ghost. He was, he was beating, scorned, rebuking, scorned. But he said, not my will, but thy will be done. He would do it for us. And he did it for you. Don't misjudge the love of God by this place in your life, by this disturbing circumstances. Don't look at God and think he don't love you. He loved you before. He loved you before you could love him. See, we sing the song said, I love him because he loved, because he first loved me. Understand, he first loved you. And because he first loved you, he allowed you to be saved. Don't be thinking that he don't love you now. He loves us so much. The songwriter says, oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves me. He loves you. And we got to understand the magnitude of love. Went to Calvary for you and I. Lived the sinless life for you and I. Suffered for you and I when you when we were at our worst. He found us, he washed us, and he saved our soul. That word saved actually means to be redeemed, to be savage, like we throw trash in the in, in a junkyard and somebody gets a piece of trash that looks like trash and they take it as an antique and they clean the vase up and they clean it up and they sell it and they make it valuable again. He salvaged your soul. He redeemed you from the pit of hell. Listen, he's so good to you. He removed the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death was on you according to Romans chapter 8. But the law of spirit and life has freed you from the law of sin and death. So what he did was that cycle of sin that you were in, that you sinned and you were going to die. That sin that left the death of your soul, that left the death of your body, that left to the death of your emotion. That cycle that you were in, the law of spirit and life in Christ Jesus has freed you from the law, that you are now living sin free. You're purged, you're perfect in him. And then he took you out of that state and put you in him. And now you are dead and your life is here with Christ and God. So the members and the emotions and the wickedness of the old wretched man is dead. And you're now in him and you move in him and you have your being in him and you're seated with him in heavenly places and you uh, join heirs with Christ. And you're crucified with Christ, nevertheless you live. And the life you now you live in the flesh, you live in the faith of the Son of God, who loved you and gave himself for you. Look at the sacrifice of the love of God. This is the love that you're now walking in. So wipe your eyes, repent of the frustration and charging God foolishly, and thinking he didn't love you, as we all have to do, and understand that he loves you so much, that he loved you before you were loving him. He loved you before you had been clean and made righteous by him. So don't misjudge the love of God. Because your circumstances have not changed and things have not worked out the way you want them to, know that God loves you. His love never fails. 
That's why I call this the Love Never Fails podcast, because I'm always reminded that God's love never fails. In spite of what I've done and where I went, God loved me and allowed me to come into this knowledge of his goodness and mercy toward me. So be encouraged today. This God loves you. This God cares for you. Yes, he cares for you. So take your eyes off the situation. Continue to pray and trust God about it. But understand, no matter the outcome, no matter what happened, God loves you. And never again can we misjudge the the, the love of God by the moment that we're standing in. Or we're going to look at the record that he left in the earth. He died for the sins of the whole world, and he covered me when I was in my wretchedness. So he definitely loves me now. I hope you've been encouraged by this word today. Take joy in knowing that God loves you so much. Please have a great day and thank you for joining the Love Never Fails podcast. I love you and God bless you. If you listen to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your savior, you can pray this prayer and you will be saved. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. If you pray that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me at loveneverfails.run and let us know that you've made that commitment to Christ. Have a wonderful day.